What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 272 of Two Amazon Sellers in a Microphone, brought to you by Solozo. Uh, today, we're really excited about our guest, um, very successful seller on Amazon, uh, now pursuing other business opportunities as well, the CEO and founder of Seller Candy, John Cavendish is joining us. What's up, John? How are you? Hey, Dustin. Hey, Chris. Um, yeah, I'm great. Thanks. Great to be here. I didn't know. Episode 200 and something. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah, 272. Nearly 300. Many episodes. That's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's been a wild ride. Fun process. Started off as a, a whim. Let's do this. Let's start meeting people in the space. Um, now we're at 272. It's it's really hard to believe, but it's been fun. We, I mean, that's, again, it's like we're networking, meeting people in the space. That's the fun part of, I feel like, Amazon e-commerce is there's so many interesting people to talk to and so many different stories, so many different ways to to succeed um, in this. And that's why we're excited to talk to you, because you, you, we know you've got a really fascinating story and we'd love to, to dive into all that. And then everything that you're doing with Seller Candy is as well. But uh, I think we could start just turning it over to you uh, for everyone who's listening, who hasn't heard of you, hasn't heard of Seller Candy um, we'd love just to get, get your story, how you got started in e-commerce, what you're doing before, what you're doing now. I'll just turn it over to you and let you, <laughs> let you get cranked up here. All right. Well, please do interrupt me and ask questions because I'm sure I'll miss things or I'll go things too quickly or I'll go on too long. So yeah, please uh, interrupt me. But yeah, so I'm John. I started selling in 20, end of 2014, start of 2015 when I was based in London and I was trying to make money online because I was doing an engineering job, like mechanical engineering, nothing to do with this. I wanted to be able to make money so that I could not do the engineering job anymore, basically. And um, I stumbled upon FBA. And it seemed like the first thing I could see that was like, this is the path. You know, I can go from here to here to here, and this is the path to make money. And it's not like blogging or YouTube that was uncertain. I could see a certain path to, if I got it right, how to make money through this thing. Um, so I joined ASM. And I learned how to sell some stuff. ASM4, you know, when it was too late to get into Amazon. <laughs> already done it. ASM1, they fought the one who made all the money. And now they're on like, what, ASM17? Oh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Something else. That's cool. Still working. Mm -hmm. So I did that, blah, blah, blah. I um, finished my engineering contract because I was contracting at the time. And I was like, I'm going to go join this conference in Southeast, Southeast Asia with all these location-independent entrepreneurs, um, group called the Dynamite Circle which I'm still in today. And I'd always wanted to go back to Vietnam. So I went to Thailand, went to this conference. It's amazing. I'd recommend anyone checks out the DC, the Dynamite Circle joins. If you've got a business, go check out that conference in Thailand or in Mexico. I, am, I get nothing for that. Um, and after that, I met this cool group of people. There was a big crew in Vietnam. So after that, I went to Canton Fair, round by Hong Kong, said I'm going to spend three months in Ho Chi Minh City, in Saigon, with this cool group of guys, mostly guys at the time. And that was seven and a half years ago. <laughs> so I'm still based in Ho Chi Minh City. Um, travel maybe three months a year. I'm currently coming to you from Lisbon, Portugal. I'll show you outside at the end. It's beautiful outside here. It's crazy. And um, yeah, never look back. That was the that's the the travel and the Amazon part of my journey. Before I go into the services part, talk about talk about when you first got started. You know, th those are always fun stories. Like uh, you know, I sourced this garlic press and I did this kind of deal and. <laughs> I tried to give away a hundred units and got these free mm. reviews. Like, 
what was what was the process of like getting started? What'd you pick? Are you still selling the same product or like what, what's that look like? So I started a couple of different products, but I started in supplements. So like, I'm gonna you start would, supplements. You would the jugular. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. It was back in the day, and I was probably I was probably one of the first guys selling supplements into Europe from the UK. So okay. that was actually a blue a blue ocean market at the yeah. time because no one had fixed that problem. No, Amazon weren't doing the pan EU FBA VAT stuff. They weren't doing pan EU FBA, so it was a pain in the ass. You had to like manually ship products to every country. Um, for a while, we managed to do a European fulfillment network where it all shipped from the UK, and getting reviews was a pain. There were no systems yep. or no services for that, so we did really well out of that. So we did, you know, I think we hit like over a million in about the first fourteen or fifteen months. Wow. In, in sales. Wow. Um, and then I sold 75% of that business a few years ago so that I could just focus on, on seller candy, basically just seller candy, because I realized for a while I was doing the whole entrepreneurial thing of that looks great idea. That's like a great idea. I'll do that. <laughs> so I had a year of focus where I cut everything apart from seller candy in 2020. And yeah, in that year, seller candy went from like, you know, starting up to doing 70, 80,000 a month back in 2021 wow. so focus works you know focus works when you well, sold how many SKUs did you have uh, only like 12 or something okay. like that it was still many. A small, honestly, an operation it was a small operation and i'd gone over the peak <laughs> i sold at totally the wrong time when the market <laughs> got saturated after i'd missed my exit point because someone was going to buy it and then it fell through and then i was already focusing on something else that's the lesson learned of focus on the thing that you're doing until you've exited or you put a really good ops team in place because I've screwed that up before. Probably cost me a million dollars. Uh, but all those all those things you wish you'd done, you know? Where did seller candy come into this? Like, you know, you're selling, you're doing your deal. When did you get the idea of like, I'm going to do this seller candy offer? Yeah, so after that, I did a lot of personal development. Back in 2019, I got super into Tony Robbins. If you know Tony Robbins? Oh, yeah. So... You have to be in 20 of his events. I went to oh, a, no. uh, you should go check it out while he's still doing it. Um, I went to a Unleash the Power Within in Singapore just by chance. I mean, my friend saw them on Facebook advertising. So like, oh, we'll buy some tickets, go and check it out. And it was awesome. And I was like, screw it. Me and him were like, screw it. We'll buy all the tickets. We'll go to all the events. And whether, whether we get something really good out of it, which we think we will, or otherwise it's just an excuse to travel the world again, do another lap, go to you know, Australia <laughs> and the US and Europe for different events. So we went along, changed my life. I mean, I, I, I love it, changed my life. And um, I got much more focused and centered. And part of that was I want to add more value than just shilling supplements on the internet. They're good supplements, but there's nothing really value add about me selling fish oil and stuff like that. So I decided I wanted to start a full service Amazon agency, you know, helping people sell stuff on Amazon. And it was called Ecom DNA. So for the first six months, I screwed around with operations, knowing I can grow an Amazon business, but I didn't know how to grow an agency business. So I didn't sell anything or we yeah. sold like, you know, 10K a month's worth of revenue by the end of the first six to eight months. So I got a sales coach. We started scaling like crazy, you know, hit like seven figures in sales through the agency. And on the way there, I was like, I don't want to grow this business. This requires so many smart strategists to actually run a high quality service at scale that I don't want to do this. So again, I went away. I luckily had met a friend I'm going to meet later today. And he was telling me about the productized service business model, 
where you take a scope of work, like a really small scope, and you do it over and over again really well. So I was on an airplane thinking, what can, you what can we take in the Amazon space, make it to a small scope and do it over and over again really well? And I thought, well, nobody likes seller support. Seller support sucks. So <laughs> seller central sucks. Seller support sucks, you deserve better. So we took that. I got rid of all my agency clients. I sold them to other agencies. Um, we built a system where we have our own portal where our clients go in, log the outcomes they want. And then our team on the back end, we've got like 50 something people in the Philippines now, go into Amazon on behalf and just raise tickets, call Amazon, do whatever it takes to make it happen. So rather than hiring a virtual assistant in the Philippines and training them and managing them and actually needing something, someone super competent to do like plans of action and high level stuff as well as flat files, they just put it on their credit card every month. And um, yeah, we deal with seller support. So no more talking to seller support about anything really. We can do anything you want that's technical inside the back end. Just no ads, no content, no PPC, none of the stuff you guys do. It's a brilliant transition from being like the entrepreneur, I want to do this, this, and this, and this, and this, to just coming extremely focused on one section of the whole process. And you probably picked the one that has the biggest pain point, but mm -hmm. not a lot of people tackle this. There's not mm -hmm. a lot of people out there that offer just seller support tickets. I've talked mm -hmm. to sellers all the time, and Dustin does too, and you as well, John, but they're always mm -hmm. like, I need to figure this out. My, my listing suppressed. But going through this whole process of seller support it just takes a lot of time and and when you're running this on a solo entrepreneur you don't have time to do that you, you got other things to work on so I, I i i like that i like that you just transition into find something and you pick the biggest pain point i mean this is definitely anybody who sells on amazon they know seller support is one of those things that you just is a headache to mess with every time yeah i now, I was going to say, I mean, everything that you've said so far, there there is a theme, um, and it's trying to focus in. Even with your um, your Amazon business initially, I mean, you tackled a, a relatively difficult <laughs> product line. I mean, supplements is difficult, even though in 2014 yeah. it was less saturated. Um, and then you also tackled it in a marketplace where there were logistic issues uh, and, you know, trying to tackle the EU and UK. Um, it's, it's almost like you're looking for hurdles that other people are avoiding and you're going full steam ahead and trying to be the best at it. Do you feel like that's something that by nature was a part of who you are or did the, did like Tony Robbins and those events, those I'm very interested in learning, you know, more about those events, but do you think that crystallized that for you? Um, it's not something I was conscious of. I guess. I mean, I've always wanted to like where I add value in the business is definitely not in the ops. It's in the, you know, like I think a lot of us, it's in the ideation, the, you know, as they say in traction, the visionary part of it. I hate saying visionary if people don't understand traction because it makes you sound like a douche, but the, the big picture part of the business. Um, and yeah, and actually it's funny you should say that because that's the, that's what we're going into now. The thing that people don't solve. And I see us now, now seller candy is getting bigger and stabilizing. And we have an operating team like a COO and all of that stuff. I'm trying to tackle the next point in the curve. And I feel like we're all of us together on this journey from being on, you know, business operators on the hustle towards the business owner where we can do whatever we want, sit on the beach, drinking cocktails or focus on the business, growing the business. And, um, 
So that's what we're trying to do next is to help people on that journey from, you know, they're the solo entrepreneur, you bring in something like seller candy to support you. Then you start bringing in an assistant and manage you know, different levels of management up until you get yourself a COO or a CEO in your business. Um, and I see the next point of there of getting a virtual assistant, you know, a VA, a virtual person that you can afford to do extra stuff for you. Cause people come to me and say, do you do VAs? And I say, well, no, we don't. We just do this because we're so focused on this one thing. Um, but the biggest problem when you hire VAs that I've found personally is mindset. So especially if you're hiring out somewhere like the Philippines, like communication, clarifying and verifying, setting expectations, clarifying what you're doing before you spend eight hours doing, doing something and bringing it back. So that's what we're solving next is we're going to be doing virtual assistance for Amazon sellers and e-commerce sellers to help them move along this curve from just operator, sole operator to magnate, you know, business owner, CEO sitting at the top, being able to do what you want to do. Talk Let's... about growing seller candy. Like, um, you know, this would be, you know, we come up with an idea. How did you build the company? Like, what did you go out and look for? What were you doing to like, you, you knew you want to go after seller support task, mm. but how did you get the team together? That's a good question. Um, it's always, I feel like, we, you know, I like to think that business is a mixture of luck and hard work. And luck is for me was the people that I found at the start. So I have, I have one guy, Arvin, if you're watching this, who, um, who I initially hired seven and a half years ago as my bookkeeper. And then I brought him on board through my first e-commerce business. He basically helped run everything as we grew. And he became very good and competent at this. And he's one of those sticklers, like annoying people that won't let something go until, <laughs> until it's fixed. So he became the cornerstone of the operating team once we started. And it was up to us to build a front end on the product, you know, front end that looks cool and is a nice interface. So luckily, we managed to use a startup for that for the first few months until we outgrew it called many requests. And it was a good, good piece. It worked up to like 20, 30 clients. And then it kind of fell apart because there was, there weren't ways of siloing the clients and it became a mess. Um, but so we built a front, you know, we used that for the front end, the back end for delivery. Then it was up to us to define the scope of service of what people could ask us for. And then we created like a really rough menu of services, which was basically unlimited tasks anyway. And we just put that on the website, which you can find on sellercandy.com. And then if you search for menu of services, it's somewhere inside the, um, the description of the scope right now where you, where you can check the pricing. It just says menu of services. You can click on that. You can see everything that we do. So that was the, you know, beta version one. Talk about that first order. Someone comes in, finds you. What was that first task? Oh, that's a great question. So the first person that found us was I was speaking at the seven-figure seller summit, Gary Huang's event back yep. in 20. 19, I think, the 2020, 2020, just before COVID. So just before COVID, um, I was speaking at that event. I said, oh, by the way, we're launching this thing called Seller Candy. Um, go and check, you know, check it out. Someone went to check it out. Um, what was his name? Martin. Um, went to sign up for our service. And um, I had a call with him. We signed him up. And he was our first client. And between then and like four months later, we slowly took on a few clients. And then we took off in August when we started doing joint venture webinars with people like yourself, to be honest, like people who have audiences who would be willing to promote us. We give them a nice revenue share of the first month when somebody joins and um, they make a few thousand bucks and we make 
clients, which is awesome. That's how we grew really through partnerships. That's amazing. What what were some of those first tasks that you know you get? You know, a lot of it's like listing suppressions or about health. I bet you're bombarded now with all this identity stuff going on. But what were some of those first tasks you had? Yeah. So what we currently do, what we do the most of, if it's wholesalers or resellers, it's definitely account health stuff because they're continuously getting dinged, and they're, they're actually great clients because they're continuously getting dinged. Mm -hmm. And then private label sellers, it's things like, as you said, like plans of action when things get taken down, even just creating flat files, you know, because if you submit it to us, we can just create a flat file, upload it and try and get around talking to seller support. Because, you know, the best way to deal with seller support is not to talk to seller support <laughs> and just, just work around. Um, so I can't remember what the first task was, actually. That'd be a great, I'll, I'll look that up. I'll see if we've still yeah, access to our look it up. What are just some of the most common, I guess, tasks that you get? Yeah, so about 30% of our tasks are just like listing updates, flat files, feed files, that type of stuff. And I think maybe another 20% or so are plans of action, appeals, things like that, account health issues, and then a whole variety of other stuff off our menu. What's the craziest just, task? Yeah, that's you've my next, that was my next one. What was something crazy, crazy that? Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what the weirdest thing that not weirdest thing. Obviously, no product is weird, but there's some weird <laughs> products out there, aren't there? Um, yeah. The funniest one. This is nothing to do with that seller candy, but the funniest one that I saw was when I was doing full service and selling full service. There was this company selling the most popular brand of gun oil, you know, for the US. Yep. You know, oil for your guns, because you know, America and guns. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was funny. I was as I was for gun oil. Did you know? that gun oil is the number one brand of silicon-based lubricant or gay lubricant, basically. No way. So, <laughs> you have the best mix ever. When I don't know if it still comes up on Amazon when you search gun oil, but it's the best mix of gun lubricant and, and human lubricant, one after another. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. There might be That's a niche cool. there. <laughs> well, probably <laughs> crossover. <laughs> yeah. It was great, though. Um, in terms of seller candy and products, I mean, our best, our best success story I, I tell is that one of our clients came to us because they were getting bought out by an aggregator about 18 months ago, maybe even two years ago now. And she was like, they've told me they're going to fix it because her main listing went down during the sale process. They said, we've got this amazing team. We'll fix it. Don't worry. But her, she's got three million bucks on the line because it's her main skew. We say, okay, no worries. We'll take it on. We took it on. I think it took us 10 days because it was a really complicated one, but we got her listing back and up and ready, ready to go through the sale process again. It gets taken down again for another reason. Two weeks later, we get it back up again this time in like a couple of days because we've done it before. And um, yeah, she sold the business. So we've got an amazing testimonial saying, Stella Candy made me $3 million. Um, she doesn't say, and I paid them a thousand bucks total. Right. <laughs> so uh we the best roi ever for her on uh, do you guys on do that? anything on like the review side if if a, a listing gets attacked by reviews or counterfeits and mm -hmm. you know a listing goes from 4.8 to three stars is that something that you can bring back to life for the seller or anything like that um we can't do anything but follow best practice so i mean i know there's some of those services appearing now that attack that uh, help attacking reviews I haven't used them personally, so I don't know if their success rate is any best better than ours. But as part of seller support, we can definitely raise cases, highlight where it violates TOS, if they're violating TOS. 
but if they're legit reviews from purchased accounts that are being spread around, it's not something that we, we tend to tackle. Gotcha. How does, um, so let, oh, let's say we're, I'm using your service. Hmm. How, how does it work? Um, is it, am I paying by task? Am I, is it a, a monthly fee and I just send you tasks or are you monitoring the account to hmm. put, how, what's the service look like? Yeah, good question. So we have our own portal. It's a bit like seller support. I could even show you in a minute if I can bring it up. I can figure out how to bring it up on here. Um, you pay a flat fee per month. So it's a subscription fee. Um, base fee for two tasks for our two task package is $597 a month. So we wanted to make it a bit cheaper than a good virtual assistant. Um, for that, you get access to the portal. You can submit as many things as you want. So submit a limited number of tasks to us. And our team works through them one after another in the um, doing two at a time on the base package. So as we finish one, we open the next one, finish one, open the next one. And then we have a queuing system where you can prioritize the queue. So you want something done now, this is costing you loads of money, put it at the front. Um, we do everything from two tasks up to like 30 tasks, some of our agency clients, because we do this for you know agencies, aggregators, as well as sellers. And to be honest, agencies are the best clients because they're always breaking stuff. Always, and we replace good. human beings for them. And we're way cheaper for them than having an American sitting in an office tackling seller support issues. I can see the benefit here. I, 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 one of my businesses is an arbitrage business. Uh, you, I mean, you can't check seller central enough <laughs> for mm. all of the things that keep popping up. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many issues and some of them are, are, it's hard to figure out what the issue actually is, mm. you know, and being able to not deal with that is very attractive. I think for a lot, I mean, being able just to submit them to you because you're constantly looking at your account health. And sometimes anybody out there who's doing wholesale or arbitrage, your account health can just scare the heck out of you all the time. If you look at it, um, with issues that come up for, for everything. Uh, mm -hmm. so I can see, I can see them being, um, really great clients of yours and you saw a lot of issues for them to to preserve the integrity of your account oh thank you yeah. i can show you the i can show you if you want now i forget i have to pull it up if you want yeah there is a we can chris you can take that background off and yeah. we'll let him share his screen here i i can do it you don't you don't need to remove the background even i think i think i can do it anyway let's go to chrome tab i go to uh, i've got a million tabs open there we go Sound like right. us. We'll add Can that to the yeah. We'll add that to the screen. Chris, you got that perfect. Cool. So I scroll up. This is what our portal looks like. I would show you the menu of services, but if I click it, it opens a new tab, and StreamYard has the weirdest screen sharing, doesn't it? Yes. I have to keep tabbing back to see you guys. So um, this is what the portal looks like. It's super simple. We have a link here to the menu of services, which I can show you in a minute when I reshare the screen. Um, but all our clients do. They go in here, they click submit a ticket, and then they scroll down. So if they're in multiple marketplaces, they put in the marketplace. So for example, USA, then we go for a category. So say they're private label seller and they've got inactive listing and it's a suppressed listing, you know, something that was like the worst thing you can possibly happen as a, as a private label seller, mm -hmm. put in the ASIN, and then this is how we make the money. So this is how we manage the queue. So it would be do it right now. Put it back, put it front of the queue. So next after your current live ticket or back of the queue, just the order in which it gets submitted. So back of the queue, front of the queue, do it right now. 
Um, subject would just be, you know, suppressed. You guys use double microphone holder. <laughs> Couldn't resist. And I'm not going to make the same joke that I made before. Uh, I can't even spell microphone. And then here we just describe the outcome. Describe the outcome. And then you, know, they can, you can have screenshots if you want. You just click submit. What happens when it submits is our client gets an email about it. We get the message immediately. When we respond, our client also gets an email there. Um, they can then respond to that email or respond here. When you go into my tickets, you see, there's been a few demos today, <laughs> submitted, in progress, awaiting client response, awaiting Amazon response. And then based on that, um, five minutes a day, just keep an eye on what we're doing. If we ask for anything, you'll see. If not, we're just working through all the stuff and you know it's, you know it's in there because we have a system. Like the problem that we find is most e-commerce sellers aren't the most organized people, you know, myself included. So if you put it there, then it means that it's like rather than jotting it down on a piece of paper, you lose. It's in our system and we're working on it for you. That was pretty quick. Cool. That was yeah. quick and easy to do. Is there is there a risk here of doing too many uh, open tickets with seller support? Uh, no, not as long as you're not raising the same thing. Okay. Um, just don't raise the same thing multiple times or they'll combine them. Or if you're doing reimbursements, they will potentially slap you pretty hard. So just don't do that. But if it's just the same, they'll just combine them and say, oh, we combined your two tickets. These look like they're the same into one ticket. Can you still get on the phone with somebody from seller support and like talk through a case? I know they've, you know, years yeah. past, it was really easy to do. Then they kind of put that on lockdown and then it kind of came back and it's kind of hidden still. Is there still opportunity to do that? Yes. So if we don't hear back within a certain period of time, depending on the ticket type of ticket, then we call, we get, well, we get them to call us. We request a callback. We have a whole bank of phones, virtual phones, and our team just calls them um, and stays on the phone until we get through to the right people. Yeah, I've heard that you have to, like, they they won't hang up the phone with you. You have to be the first one to hang up the phone. because like a girlfriend. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that possibly true as well? But also another one is um, I've heard of like the catalog team or the, um, the team located in the States where you can actually get somebody who speaks English. Like mm. does those, do those still exist? That's a good question. I mean, getting through the leadership team is the best way of success. If you can get through, put through to them. Um, I think our success rate getting through to that is not that high, but at least you can stay on until an agent has supported you, but it might take a while. Um, I once talked to a, I think she, you know, she was a client for a while. She's a smaller seller based out of Australia. And she told me she had a hundred percent success rate on getting through to the leadership team. So if anyone wants like a secret way to get through to the leadership team, you might need to be a woman to do this one. So <laughs> that's being pretty sexist. Anyone can do, anyone can follow this strategy. So all you have to do is to break down crying on the phone until they put you through to the leadership team. <laughs> She's like, I made two calls in a row and I got through. Um, but uh, yeah, apparently, you know, if they feel sorry for you, they may put you through to the leadership team. Okay. There you go. Thank break you, down tears. Break down in tears works. Yeah. Get you out of police tickets and get you to the leadership team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Anybody, I know there's a lot of people listening to this right now, and they are very intrigued by your service. I mean, this is a huge pain point for everybody. Um, I, there's very few 
services out there that I've ever heard of that actually yeah. tackle this and tackle it well, uh, especially with the UI we just looked at and the ease of use for uh, for your clients to submit those tickets to you. Anybody listening, how do they get started working with you? So a couple of ways, really. If if it's something that they identify with that you could actually potentially use for your business, you can go onto our website, go to sellercandy.com. Spelt like in my name just there. Um, click the get a quote button. And it, basically that lets you fill in a form and lets you talk to someone on our team to see if we're a good fit. Because we talk to everyone on the way in to make sure that you are a good fit, you're qualified, and that we're going to actually add value to your business. Because we, you know, the worst way to not add value is to not make sure that we're a good fit to serve you. Uh, second is something we're actually working on right now. So if you do this, forgive the roughness of this thing I just made, because I literally made it three days ago, is I want to help, we want to help people on that journey from operator to business owner. And as part of that, I've, I've started creating a work. It's a working document, the journey. So the journey, the seven steps from operator to owner in your e-commerce business. And it goes through the stages you're going to go through, what you're going to be thinking about, what revenue you should be doing at that level and who you should be hiring and who, or who you should be thinking about hiring at each level. And then we have some, some recommended suppliers at that level. Obviously seller candies there along with um, you know, links to some other people. So if you're interested in that, you can go to sellercandy.com slash seven steps, number seven, and then S-T-E-P-S, if I spelt it right, um, when we created it, seven steps, and opt in there. It's an opt in, of course. And um, there you can have a link to our um, this guide. It's currently like a PowerPoint presentation, and I'm basically going to be adding more and more to that as I work through the document. So at the moment, it's a bare bones basic thing, and it's hopefully by the time you download this, excellent. Yeah, we'll get that. We'll get that. Make sure that link is in uh, the notes and the description uh, for this for this episode. I'm going to go check that out. I'm I'm fascinated because uh, this is a challenge for me personally. Uh, I, I by nature I'm a hustler. I I get ideas all the time. I've <laughs> I mean, we. Chris and I both independently started our own uh, Amazon FBA businesses around the same time you did that 2014, 2015 uh, time period. I was doing all kinds of a blogging, affiliate marketing, everything else. I mean, I was always into just scattered. It's really hard to get that, to, to narrow it down and say, why don't I become great at this? Um, that's always been a challenge for me. So that, mindset of going from hustler to ceo to owner replacing yourself in your business as an operator i'm fascinated by that uh so i'm definitely gonna be checking out uh the seven steps be because... better than you're gonna be very disappointed right now so it's gonna be very good by the time you see it <laughs> oh well I'll, uh, yeah i need to make it better <laughs> it's okay but uh you know that that mindset, I think it'd be, we need to have you back on in a future episode down the road just to talk about getting in that mindset, you know, going, you know, going through those steps to not necessarily remove yourself from the business, but remove yourself from the operations, become, become the owner. Um, like you did, it, it, you can, like you launched an FBA business, you were able to remove yourself, you're able to exit uh, you know, and then do it again with a, with a new business model. That's, that's fascinating. I think that's the, that's the key. I mean, the, the most money you're going to make in your business is what I hear is when you exit, <laughs> uh, this is what everybody says. Uh, and it's hard to do, it's hard to exit when you're the main reason the business is successful. 
And I think that's yes. a challenge. That's a challenge for for a lot of people, um, especially people who have that hustle mindset. Um, so I, I encourage everyone to. What's that? I think, great, I think it's a great mindset to have, to be honest. You know, everyone we still have that mindset, and um, yeah, I'd love to come back and talk about that. We can talk about that. We can always talk about Tony Robbins and some more of the woo-woo state stuff, which they talk about, which is how to get into the mindset as well, really. And um, well, yeah, I'll show you my post. I just made a post about how I spent 140 grand on personal development stuff in the last five years, <laughs> and most of that leadership and mindset. Sounds like the ROI on that was was good, though. Yeah, you know, I think that's that's important. Uh, you know, personal development is key. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely we will get you back on. We will talk all about that. That'll be a fascinating conversation. Um, in the meantime, I encourage everyone to go check out Seller Candy. Um, I mean, gosh, that is a pain, pain dealing with seller support on Amazon, uh, and just not doing it is super detrimental. I mean, you could be shut down if you're not if you're not staying on top of that. Um, and like Chris Chris mentioned, yeah, everyone's dealing with this identity thing. Talk about scaring. Everyone got scared when they're. Everyone got the note. Your account uh, is at risk risk of deactivation. I think everybody got that recently. Is like what? Uh, so I'm sure you're dealing with a lot with that. But go check out uh, Seller Candy, everybody. Um, John, it's been a pleasure talking to you. We'll get you back on for sure. Talk about mindset, but. Really, really enjoyed it. So thank you very much, John. Yeah, me too. Thanks, guys. It's been awesome. And thank you for having me on. Absolutely. All right, everybody. That's it for today. Uh, we'll be back at this again very soon. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you.